0: Um,
1: so, you know how I just said, we're going to talk about like our, our memories of, um, Movie rental places, right? Uh Oh, I lied. Uh, I think we need. Yeah, I lied. I think the thing we need to do. I, uh, I have a degree in lying. Uh, Oh, fuck.
0: That's that's true. It's true. You're a trickster Uh, god.
2: Gotcha. Um,
1: I think we need to take this time right out of the gate to talk about what we put each other through.
0: Oh, we're gonna have a therapy session. We're gonna have a really quick therapy session. Okay. Because,
1: I watched Waterworld. Then I watched cable guy and then i rewatched daredevil so i have some things to say to myself as well Uh, joe watching jim carrey in the cable guy was like having somebody touch the area around my butthole but never actually touching
0: my butthole that might be the most apt description of that performance i've ever heard (laughs) that's very accurate (laughs) that's and I'm on... Especially considering like the still of him that you chose to use for the promo for this for <laughs> I, this recording, I just
1: googled like Duke carry Cable Guy and it was the first one popped up. I forgot like Perfect. the context of what he's doing, which is molesting the wall, molesting the wall, yeah, being painful. To so watch. yes, <laughs> Mike, of the three of us, I'm least upset at you. I,
0: I, I know, <laughs> I, I, I'm aware. I I deserve my scorn. I understand.
2: What I just want world. to point
0: out that I have
2: loved you both through so many things. So I would like to just posit Get it out. Get it out. Look at this. What is this? This is what I love you through.
1: I can't. Oh Take no, it, that's, you can't is read the, it. Is that the Whitaker tapes? Yeah. I can. The yeah. Whitaker tapes. First of all, I, you, you're pretty far and small away from me. But like I, oh. I've I've seen that image in my nightmares so many times. <laughs> So it's what, a what film if, that Jack did. No, I don't think I know about the Wicker Dark team. Secret. Um, the, deep, the very, very, cut. very first thing I ever directed was a full-length feature. Uh, oh, found footage horror. We'll have to watch it sometime. Called the Wicker It's page. Great. And Mike doesn't only just have like a copy; he has the extended version. Oh, yeah, you got you got
2: the extended cut. It's yeah. only because I had to uh, effectively badger him for like
1: yeah. for ten he's, years. He's the only person who liked it. <laughs>
2: I was there in uh, what was the name of the? What was it? Waller?
1: Uh, the, yeah, no, wa- Waller was the building, and then um, the black box, the black box, yeah, in the basement was, and I'm there was where it with people,
2: and people around me are like, oh, oh my god, I don't get it, I I can't understand, I'm like, it's time travel, they're they're going back, it's not hard, just pay it's, attention, it's
1: non-linear storytelling, and people were very confused. In their defense. I'm uh, the audio is really bad in that space it's not meant for films it's meant No, for I
0: have been in that I've been in that theater and yeah you're absolutely right it would be terrible and yet for films and while you say that that's tight but i have the strongest
2: ADHD in the world
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have not <laughs> that, noticed that 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 might, that might be the truest statement i've heard
2: <laughs> so if i'm able to follow along on the narrative there's no yeah. excuse for anyone else in that room
1: You yeah. and Steve Harvey
0: like. Steve Harvey's just a, a phenomenal human being. Yeah, no. So, just a I, I, I just don't an know him very well, but I've, I enjoyed the times I met him. Yeah,
1: he's a cool dude. Um, yeah, he's great. It's a way nicer therapy session than I expected. I, I, <laughs> be like, Fuck well, you, I was just going to say, over. I
2: love you guys so much, through so much, and then yeah. you did oh, this right. to me.
0: We did, we did inflict some things upon you.
2: You're like, who should we bring in on this to hurt?
1: You did.
0: And you say both, like, I imagine hey. you
2: both in unison looked at each other, met eyes, and were like,
0: Mike, you're not wrong. It's not, it, it was close to that. <laughs> it was close, to it was that. close to that. Close to that. Jack had the idea for the episode. And then I forget which one of us was like, oh, Mike would be perfect for that. He has strong opinions about so many things. <laughs> exactly. Well,
1: like, so the reason we're doing this episode is because we're both going through late stage capitalism. Woo! Um, and like I moved, and Joe's in hell. In hell, uh, and we're like, who do we know who can like just mostly talk for us through an episode? <laughs> uh, Hi, my name's Mike. So, uh, Mike, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to make you watch the 2003 Daredevil starring Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner. I'm sorry. I
2: I I hear your apology, and I appreciate it.
0: I'm also sorry to have made you watch the uh, 1996 dark uh, black comedy, the which Game references Guy, starring, Waterworld. Which it does. does reference Waterworld. I remembered that. Yeah, uh, starring Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick. I'm sorry. And, like, I hear
2: your apology, and I accept. and
0: pieces it. of, of Ben Stiller as well. Uh, yeah, well, he, 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 directed, he directed it. Yeah.
2: I mean, he directed it. Yeah, it, it was like the beginning of Ben Stiller's type of comedy.
0: Yeah. Uh. It's, yeah. It's a. We'll, we'll, I'll
1: talk a little bit more yeah. about that yeah. later on. But yeah. 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 It's... All right. So are we? Are we all friends again? I yeah. Think, I think yeah. We're I think this was that good went, therapy. That went
0: a lot more smoothly than I was than I thought it might. I'm I mean, starting, you guys like... didn't
2: apologize to each
0: other. You only apologized to me. So I think you guys mm, should. Do
1: I'm that. not done hurting Joe. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. No. Jack's gonna continue hurting me for a long, long time. Yeah. That's that's well, the premise. Okay. Of the show. But
2: well, then also maybe like Joe, you know, I'm probably gonna continue hurting you for a very long time. Like that's just a pastime. Great. Now you guys hey. apologize to me. I I just it. want you to know that I'm not sorry for anything. You know
0: what? I'm, I'm fine either. With that. No, that's fine. Yeah, I I uh, I, uh, I I think that's fair. Your movie Waterworld
1: was the the most guilty pleasurey movie and the least painful.
2: I still, like, after watching it, I was like, man, I should have done, I still should have done Tremors.
1: <laughs> like, but, but Tremors is, is good. Like, Tremors is a good movie. Like, I would have no guilt watching that film. It's so or saying good. to somebody that I enjoyed Well,
2: that film. trying to get anyone to watch Tremors with me is like pulling, it's like the scene really? where Daredevil pulls the tooth out of his mouth. <laughs> no one will do it. And First I'm like, all, but this is a
1: masterpiece. <laughs> for For the purposes of this podcast, we yeah, cannot I know, call I know. him, him daredevil we call him ben affleck (laughs) ben
2: affleck okay fair
1: (laughs) fair uh because at no point and this is the movie i picked at no point does he actually act it's just ben affleck it
0: is just ben affleck yeah i think yeah that's a fair assessment
1: fantastic welcome to Drazzle, the podcast that takes award-winning worst films and fixes them i'm host jack Gilbertson here suffer alongside me as today's guest the person who's always here joe the joe
2: I think that makes him not a guest. I live in this chair! Hi, I'm Michael Elliott. I'm the guest on the show Derazzled.
1: So today we're going to do something a little different. Um, Instead of taking the worst film uh, from the Razzies, we're going to talk about our guilty pleasure films. We've each dug deep into our childhoods to (laughs) reveal more about ourselves than we we probably should. Uh, But before we get to that, I wanted to have a conversation about critics and audiences and why they so often vary in their opinions on a film
0: yeah i think that's gonna be i think that's a good idea because one of the things we've we've talked about repeatedly in uh in some of our previous episodes has been the idea that audiences are more forgiving than critics hence why you see I, i think i think you see um with most recently uh the eternals is a great example mm. how like that, that like we watched the rotten tomatoes score for that plummet in real time as the as the critical reviews were coming in and to the point that i think it hit 50 percent at one point wow. um possibly that could have also been a photoshop and a shit posting group i have no idea but the but the audience score is up around like what 89 something like that something
1: like that it's it happens frequently um, and it goes the other way too, where you'll have uh, Oscar darlings um, that an audience will absolutely hate, but critics love. Yeah,
2: you'll I, see I, that. May I posit another one too? Where it's, please, please, uh, specifically with two of these films, where it's more of the journalism around it going like coming out because you've got the highest paid actor in a film up to that point, which was Jim Carrey for The Cable Guy for twenty yes. million. Was, and, and then yeah, you, you have waterworld. to
0: date at that point which was 200 million I believe, right? Something ridiculous. Um that the bu- the total budget on that I looked it up earlier was like 157 million dollars. Yeah, Something like that. It was extravagantly high for 90.
2: I think that might have been one of the earlier like this was an estimate and I think it did breach 200 million. Um cuz like I think 238 million was what they got. Uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But
0: it, it, overall gross, it, I think, got around 230 million, something like that. But there was so much journalism
2: ahead of time talking about those things and talking about some of the things that happened on set, specifically for Waterworld, oh, where okay. they primed both the critics and the audiences to they, pick they've... it apart upon arrival.
1: Raise uh, expectations so high mm-hmm.
0: that it or, would have had
1: trouble matching it. Even if it had been a really, really good film,
0: or
2: yeah. also being like, Look how awful this like environment is, it's going to be awful, and it's right. got so much money, come watch,
1: <laughs> just like come, come watch, come check out this train wreck,
2: but tell wow. it that it's shit
1: <laughs> so uh oftentimes on this podcast, I tend to lean closer to the critic uh sure. critic critic core. Mm-hmm. um but what I wanted to um we kind of give a disclaimer before we get into this conversation about cheeseburgers, right? So some cheeseburgers are very manufactured, made to satisfy the broadest audience possible, right? You McDonald's, Burger King, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, they are not made with love. <laughs> but they they do the job, right? Sometimes you're just like you're you're driving down the highway and you're like, I need a, I need a cheeseburger.
0: I right. just need to throw some grease in my mouth. Right, right,
1: right. Um, like this entire, um, the reason we're doing this episode is because I just moved and the entire week I'm like, I, I want a McDonald's cheeseburger and not just like a Big Mac. I want the McDouble. That's a double cheeseburger with only one slice of cheese. They don't even bother with the second slice, but I want like four of those in my mouth. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's comfort food sometimes. Right. Then you have (laughs) what, uh, Jack four days ago wrote. The artisanal ass burgers uh, that are made with love by a chef who has studied all across the world to bring you this cheeseburger that is fucking delicious, a masterpiece of a, a masterpiece, cheeseburger, a masterpiece of a cheeseburger. Which to me is is Tessaro's. just really loves. sorrows is solid. They they, they, they like mm, mm. I used to live over by there, and like in the morning you could smell the meat smoking on your way to work. I'm just like, <laughs> Sarras uh, being
2: a restaurant that you used to live across the road. Correct. Yes. Correct.
1: Yes. yes. So like an artisanal burger would be like the unbearable lightness uh, of being right or like dog tooth um, and like a McDonald's burger would be like Venom
0: to Carnage. Let there be Carnage. Let, let there, there be Woody Harrelson. Let there be cheeseburgers. Let... Oh man. I <laughs> shit out of that. Um, <laughs> Just Tom Hardy eating a bunch of cheeseburgers with Woody Harrelson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With like. A, yeah a, I would watch that. Quippy quips from the symbiotes.
0: I'd buy that. Yeah.
1: Um
2: I haven't watched the second one so I'm taking that Woody Harrelson was in that one. Yeah.
1: I've I've watched neither of them nor do I. Ever I might actually it.
2: watch it now if Woody Harrelson's in it. I, I fucking But well, he it. is carnage, yeah. So I'll, what
1: well, I would, Yeah. It it's so weirdly miscast.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would net
2: I'm curious. It's a situation where you're like this is going to be a, a explosion of awful, so go watch it.
1: But however Woody Harrelson used to get cast as, like, the crazy person all the time.
0: Yeah, I think, like, natural-born killers yeah. and so on and so forth. Which... And white men can't jump. Exactly,
1: yeah. Jump. yeah,
0: precisely.
1: <laughs> His father, this is true, Woody Harrelson's father was one of the men that was suspected of being the assassin of JFK.
0: Wait, really? Yeah,
1: there like, five or six people before they settled on the Patsy. I mean... Lee Harvey Oswald. Wild, Um, yeah. Woody Harrelson's father was was a absolutely like a criminal. He just why don't we have a movie on that?
0: I mean, I I want a movie on that. (laughs) That would be be Woody could play him. It would be perfect. Yeah, and his son at the same time.
1: This is so much more interesting than the show we have planned. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think the only reason—don't quote me on this because it's been a while. I've read about it, but I think the reason he was ultimately ruled out was because he was off doing crime in another city. Oh, hell
0: yeah. No, no, no. I left a paper trail in Austin.
1: Very
2: clearly was holding up a liquor store in Austin. You can see me there. Very
0: proud of this robbery. (laughs) Yeah. So why do you guys think
1: critics and audiences differ so so often? After now that we've all said like we can both enjoy a good cheeseburger of any variety, yeah. Why do audiences and critics differ so so often?
0: I think a lot of it comes down to I, like what like what you're watching the movie for. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think cuz like mm-hmm. a, a critical eye you're looking for you're looking for the the craftsmanship of it. You're looking for uh, like you're you're looking for the best possible performances, the best possible design, and so on and so forth. If you're if you're just going to watch a movie, like some people are going to watch movies for that. Some people are just going to watch for an escape. They want to have fun. They want to they exactly. want to not think about their humdrum lives for like an hour and a half to three hours or whatever. Like
1: a critic is looking to see if it's done well, yeah, and if it's art,
0: yeah.
2: Most people <laughs> most of the time. Let's let's. Let's not give critics that kind of
0: breadth of like power. Uh, I have a, but typically yes. Yeah. To be clear, some critics are so fucking full of shit and yeah. get it yes. wrong. They get it so so wrong. Yes. <laughs> so maybe, maybe but like for
1: further, I want to make this point. Um, critics, their job is to watch movies, right? Mm-hmm. So they watch a fuck ton of movies. Uh, so, uh, and of going
2: podcast, off that. Going off that, jaded. It's so yeah, easy as a critic easily. to become jaded. Yeah. Uh. So- and whereas you're seeing possibly an actor in several different roles, and like maybe this is one did not inspire you like the others, but you've got people that might have never seen this person before. Yeah. Might, this might be the first time they're seeing it. It might be beautiful to them. Like uh, the expectations of the audience are typically going to be lower on the artistic side. Uh. Did it entertain? I think. Um, so a lot of what Joe said, <laughs>
1: Basically. critics get critics get bored. Of course. Uh, so so friend of the podcast, I asked him. I asked Aaron this the other day. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm like, Aaron, how many movies do you watch in a month? Would you say? And he's like, uh, anywhere between like zero and four at the most. Sure. Yeah. That's and there's for October. Oh, October is kind of a uh, different right because like I'm watching Halloween. movies. But like I watched 33 movies last month.
0: That's, that's last exhausting. Month. Wow, I loved it.
1: Um, but, like, typically I'll watch between, like, 12 and 25. So, I get really bored seeing the same thing over and over and over again. Like, if I'm seeing the same um, formula uh, or performance mm-hmm. repeat itself, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of just bored mm-hmm. of looking at my phone at that point. Um, so, when something does something new and original that might alienate an audience member, I'm like, ooh,
0: this is different. So... To kind of kind of piggyback <laughs> off of what we were saying about uh, about uh you know the critic and audience scores, so my film that I picked for today is the Cable Guy, mm-hmm. and it is the first film that I think we've talked about to where the audience score is on Rotten Tomatoes is lower than the critical score, but they're both bad. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And what were they? uh those are uh the the uh the audience scores of 51 and the critical scores of 54 on rotten tomatoes on rotten tomatoes okay and then on uh, on i on on imdb 6.1 to 10 or, or 6, 6.1 out of 10 i do say like it jumped to a 10 damn what happened <laughs> did last podcast get people to try and jump yeah. No, no because that, was... no, that doesn't work that way it goes backwards yeah, yeah. they tried that they tried <laughs> it went bad it went very bad. Um, not that
1: that helps for for our discussion on audience versus critic, but yeah, it's a. Well, I think added. it's a good idea
2: to give those the scores now, mm-hmm. though. So, what were do we have Daredevils?
1: Because um, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, have any. No, either. no, no. Um, for Daredevil, uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic score is 44, and audience is 35.
0: Oh wow! So uh, wow. Wow! I, yeah, yours, mine is definitely is... the best. I think. <laughs> yeah, yours yours is lower on both counts than mine was. Oh yeah, no,
1: Joe's. Yours is the best scoring of the three.
0: That's oh bonkers. shit. Mm-hmm. What were Waterworlds? Unfortunately, um, so so.
1: IMDb's for Daredevil is five point three out of ten, and then okay. for Waterworld, uh, critic response for Waterworld is forty eight percent, and audience is forty three.
2: Wow. Okay. Which is fucking. Joe, oh, everything you said was a lie. <laughs> everything I said was a lie. You walked in here, you lied a lot. Please leave. It's now just me and Jack. I think I and have then- to retire.
1: I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> and then I am IMDB score for Waterworld is 6.2 out of 10. Um, also, I guess while we're doing this, uh, let's talk about the Razzie Awards.
0: Um Specifically, Cable Goy Cable Guy has Camorgoi none. Cable Guy has none. It wasn't nominated for a single Razzie. No. It was nominated. Second time we get to invoke this, it was nominated for worst picture at the Stinkers. I forgot to check the Stinkers. It was nominated the Stinkers for worst picture. Did not win. What? what I forgot
1: why? the Stinkers existed.
0: Yeah, because they stopped out, out of nowhere in, after two thousand six. Nobody really knows why. Hashtag bring back the Stinkers. Hashtag bring back the Stinkers. <laughs> and we should be doing it.
1: I we should honestly um for daredevil it was uh, 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 it won worst actor for ben affleck both for daredevil jiggly G- jiggly G- 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 um and paycheck so it was a three way win for ben affleck damn uh and waterworld and i think um i was telling Joe about this a little earlier Mike I think we are going to end up doing a full episode on Waterworld at some point you should yeah that's um,
0: great uh, it, there's I think there's a lot of material yeah. to work with there for a uh, fully the, fleshed wo- out episode there's a so, depth
2: yeah, yeah. It, uh, speaking of water huh, uh, fuck depth huh?
0: so huh? it the only
1: thing it won it won worst supporting actor for Dennis Hopper which well,
2: I was gonna a deserved a though deserved
1: <laughs> uh, it was nominated for worst director uh for for uh, Kevin Reynolds and Which is so unfair, with more than a little unasked assistance from Kevin Costner.
2: That's there it is. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till we get to it because I've got a couple things to bring up. On I'm that, sorry. But... Did
1: I say that was nom? It won. It won that. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you said you said won.
1: <laughs> No, it it, it it won worst director. Yeah, I say you um, said it won. And then um, nominations. It was nominated for worst picture and worst actor.
0: Rude. Real quick, I want to circle back onto the onto that stinker award for mm-hmm. Cable Guy. Uh, it was nominated not for Worst Picture, but for Most Painfully Unfunny Comedy, mm. which actually mm-hmm. went to Biodome. Huh. It's weird to think Biodome came out the same year as... I know, it's weird. Yeah. That's very strange. Time's stupid. Yeah. Um,
1: also, the It's constructed. Comedy. And I'm pretty sure the only reason that Waterworld didn't win was... I think it was the same same years with like Showgirls or something. I
0: would like say that. it's either Show, I think it was Showgirls that won that, that won War yeah. a picture of that year. That'll know. do it's it. Like,
1: the only thing that saved Waterworld is that Showgirls is such a terrible movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we're planning to do an episode on that, we right? Absolutely. Are, yeah.
1: yeah. Um great. So now that we know where we stand, do we want to take take a break for for ads?
0: Yeah? Yeah, I'll take an ad break real quick. And when, when we come back, we'll start launching into uh, why I think the cable guy is a thing. Great.
2: <laughs> why you think it's a thing
0: at all. Hell you can buy yeah. It on DVD, right yeah. here. So, real quick. Let's, um, <laughs> it's extant. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are now going to start jumping into uh, trying to defend these pieces of shit that we presented to each other. And I'm going to go first. So. As mentioned, I uh, I've shared with uh, with my friends here uh, the 1996 Jim Carrey comedy, The Cable Guy. Can you sum it up in like two paragraphs? I can actually. I've watched this movie so many times that it I didn't even rewatch it for this. It just lives in my mm-hmm. head, which is gives you should give you an unsettling glimpse into what my brain is like.
2: <laughs> it explains a lot, actually, of our entire friendship. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I was gonna say from the start. Oh, god damn it! Because I showed the Whitaker tapes for Jack. For you, I'm saving up money to take you to fucking Machu Picchu. Yeah.
0: Literally saving
2: up money so we can go to Machu Picchu.
0: Why? Play D and D.
2: Or I mean something similar. I don't know that we're actually gonna do that while we're there. We when we first met, we uh one of the things we he had a dice on his shirt thing and that's how we started talking
0: wearing a nerd ass shirt that mike mike connected with in our spanish class and then
2: and this very quickly after that they were talking about machu picchu and we're like man wouldn't it be fucking cool to someday have the money to just rent machu picchu like it's a it's a national (inaudible) tourist thing for them so they'd be like oh no 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 we do not we don't we we don't do that and we go here's a briefcase and they go yes everyone get off the mountain Everyone down, down, can I, down.
1: Can I ask how far you are into this fund?
2: Honestly, it's not as expensive as I expected. I need like only two k. Uh, I've been helping my brother pay off one of his like credit cards, mm-hmm. so like now that that's done, I can start saving towards that. Like it was, it was only like seven hundred dollars a person for like a good catered trip. So I need to be able to afford like flights mm-hmm. and that per person. Wild. I'm not sure that I'm willing to bring so both to our Florin Patreon and for... Becca.
0: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> While well, that would be beautiful, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Hell yeah! Anyway, so the cable yes. guy uh, is a story about a uh, story about a man named Stephen, played by Matthew Broderick, who is who. Uh, is having relationship issues. He moves into an apartment after living with his girlfriend, Robin. And in the process of trying to get his apartment set up, he meets, uh, he meets this cable guy uh, played by Jim Carrey, who immediately tries to insert himself as a friend into Stephen's life. And Stephen is an awkward guy. He doesn't have a lot of friends. he, He tries to be nice to this guy that he thinks is just really lonely. And it very quickly devolves into this cable guy just stalking him and trying to take over his life, and ultimately uh, putting him and his and his uh, girlfriend in danger.
1: Uh, oh, I'm just very uncomfortable with this movie. Because yeah, it's... no,
0: it should be. It should make you uncomfortable. So it's also Jack Black is there. As also like Jack Black is there the as sensible one. Yeah, and he Black doesn't there's the straight man <sighs> and the uh, and the voice of a reason. Yeah,
2: I I'll wait. I have opinions. <laughs> Lauren so, has already had to deal with all of these opinions, so now it's your guys's turn.
0: I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to hear what everyone, to hear what both of you have to say about this movie. Uh, so, so I I've been a li- I've been a lifelong Jim Carrey fan, as we all have. Yeah, I, I think most people have. I mean, my I think I, I've I've said on the podcast at least once now that uh, when I was in second grade, my mom made me return a a <laughs> uh, uh, a cassette copy of Green Day's Dookie. Uh huh. And when I asked her, like, "Well, can I get something else instead?" she got me a VHS copy of Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. <laughs> so, what was wrong with Green Day's Dookie? She didn't like the lyrical content, uh, you know. Just, which I don't think I don't uh, think she actually understood the lyrical content because she was hearing it through my basement bedroom wall. Sure. So you know, it's it, which is fine, you know, whatever. Um. But, you know, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, the one where he comes out of a mechanical rhino's ass naked. <laughs> way better. Um, way, way better. Be- way more appropriate for a second grader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so like, those kind of movies were always, like, a staple in our household. Like, kind of dumb comedies and, you know, that feature big comedic presences like him, like Chris Farley, like uh, like Mike Myers, so on and so forth. Like, they had a big presence in my household growing up. And this one, this one kind of clicked with me uh, differently as a, uh, you know, as as a, 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 you know, weird, depressed emo kid. So uh, which one did you relate to? Yeah, I'm which curious. Did I relate to? Uh-huh. Um, Jack Black. Honestly, looking back, probably Jack Black. But no, I- but not the
2: brother Bob Odenkirk,
0: because that's who I related to the most. That's that's who I should have related. to. Also, one was, line was that Andy Dick. That was Andy Dick. Andy Dick, Dick yeah. was there, yeah. Yeah. Andy Dick, yeah. Andy Dick was the guy at Medieval They times. got a lot of people they, 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 the to be Owen a part Wilson? of that. He's, yeah, Owen Wilson, a young Owen Wilson there. Uh, getting Never be in a bathroom in alone bathroom. with Jim
2: Carrey. <laughs> no, that's what I... That is what. That was the you get beat ever. up or you watch him beat himself up. Yes.
0: <laughs> Just as uncomfortable. <laughs>
2: Two options, both of them terrifying and both traumatic.
1: Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, for everyone involved. I didn't yeah. like seeing Owen Wilson as a mean person.
0: Dude, that was great. I mean, he's good at it. He was good at it. He's, he's, he's just Owen Wilson's so good. Uh, wow. So, no, I, I think wow. when... Wow. Wow. <laughs> someone had to do it. I, 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 I was going to, but you, you beat me to it, and then it just became a cascading chorus. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, we
1: just cut out 40 minutes of a second "wow" just in case you're wondering.
0: Wow. wow. Can we just do 40
2: minutes of wow?
1: We cut wow. it out already. Wow.
2: Dude, because you could save that, and people
0: could listen to that as white noise. Wow. Oh my God, you're right! Wow, imagine wow. You need to sleep better. Imagine, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> If Becca's watching right now, she's so upset. <laughs> uh, um, no, I think I think I, I I identified more with Steven at the time, like as a kid, because like you can't relate to Jim Carrey's character. You can't, and
2: that's a no. Problem. And if you do, it's a like...
0: problem. It is a. Pro- it is. I agree, very much
2: a problem. <laughs> I need to mute myself until you finish your synopsis.
1: It. <laughs> I feel like the same people that identify with Jim Carrey in that movie are the same people that identify with, like, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Oh, God.
2: Yeah. I, honestly, I don't think anyone does. I think like, that's a fair, like, statement, but, like, I don't think anyone – not even even the people that would – I don't think anyone does. He, he, that, one of the problems is it's so alien that no one can actually yeah. identify with it.
0: I think, like, the movie itself almost points it out to you, like, point like point blank in that dream sequence that Steven has where he goes full Incredible <laughs> Hulk and is just like, I just want to hang out. No <laughs> yeah. big deal. And, like, he comes, like, bounding down the hallway. <laughs> I, I love this. Like,
2: I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: only time I think I laughed during the entire thing
0: that's fair um but yeah yeah i think like this this movie i think for me what was interesting about this movie was that it was more than just a comedy like it like like it was a lot because cuz when you look at it especially looking back at it it's not a comedy by any stretch of the imagination this movie's not funny it is terrifying this movie is a psychological thriller wrapped up in the the like the the uh the shiny foil of a of a dark comedy
1: like any other actor, if any other actor had played that part, it would not
0: have been labeled a comedy. I I read earlier today that it was that apparently Chris Farley was supposed to play. Yes. Uh, <laughs> was supposed to play the cable guy. Oh, God, mm. I I don't like that. Never mind. Do I will no, wait until it's terrible. Um, but like this movie, this movie was like the first thing that I can remember watching that. Uh, not only, not only like presented like uh, like an intense story and did weird things with actors I was familiar with, but mm-hmm. it also like there's a like, there's like a meta level critique going on of like what what like what our modern media consumption does to mm-hmm. us and what the uh, and especially like what like the twenty four hour news cycle does mm-hmm. to us like because we're at like the very beginnings of those things in the mid nineties and to, to see all of that kind of playing in and how like the actual main storyline goes and impacts that at the end, whenever he, whenever he gets thrown into the, the receiver of the satellite. Yeah. I don't know. Like it felt poignant to me as a kid. It was like one of the first things where one of the first things I remember watching where like, it, it had more of an impact on me than making me laugh occasionally. Okay. When, when was the OJ trial? It was it was only a little bit before
1: that, right? It was okay. a little
0: bit before that, but there was yeah. but, but They're like they're the,
2: referencing a whole different trial though. They, the, um, Menendez the, the Menendez brothers, the Menendez yeah. brothers. Oh. Who, but they but, they yeah, kind of mixed them together.
0: They mm-hmm. do they yeah because instead of instead of it being the the kids killing the parents, it's the brother killing the mm-hmm. brother.
2: Literally, the um, like racial like comment of like it was someone Asian. Oh they they were gosh. the Menendez brothers. Yes, did that. yeah. Uh, oh my god, we know because of the last podcast on the
1: left.
0: Yes, right. But yeah, like the, I I remember like that moment, like I think it probably I think it went over my head as a kid. But when it, like that moment where you hear the courtroom recording, where he's like, I think he was speaking Asian. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Then you see the guys, you see his head fall down. And he's like, Oh, why the fuck did I say that? That's so stupid. <laughs> Just yeah, like watching that, like watching it back. He's like, Yeah, that is like cartoonishly stupid. Why? Yeah.
2: And like you know, it's a cool commentary on the times.
0: Yeah. yeah. So yeah so I, I think that i think that covers it really for my synopsis of it what do you what uh, hit me hit me with what you guys thought do you so want to like, go I, first jack sure go first jack um, you go first i i don't think it's a bad film actually
1: okay i i think it was mismarketed i think that's very fair yeah i think it definitely was mismarketed if it had been marketed as like an indie um i, mean, I don't know i see, i don't know i wouldn't i don't it is kind of a dark comedy um but kind of kind of
2: 100%. Putting
1: it <laughs> well, I'm trying <laughs> like, to cuz like, it's a, it's a satire. Uh-huh. If it had been released as like if Miramax had put it out, right? Cuz they're a little bit more in like in that time period a little bit more on the indie level. Kind of, uh, yeah. Ish. Um then I think it would have done better rather than releasing it as a Jim Carrey vehicle. Mhm. Like when I watched the first time, I, I was going into it with like, oh, I've seen The Mask and I've seen Ace Ventura, and I'm what the? What
0: is this? A, it's such a departure from everything. else he was releasing yeah. around that time. But even the
2: stuff that came after that, though, you've seen The Truman Show, you've seen yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 biggest movie that he ever did, uh, Spotless Mind, Eternal, Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine. Eternal Spotless Mind, yeah,
0: Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, My brain oh, love just
2: movie. see that put it out awesome on that part one. from his style, though. But that was a thing. Anyhow, I've got a whole comment on that. Continue.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Um, So like the reason I didn't like it isn't because it's a bad movie. I think it's a good movie. I didn't like it because of the same reason I hate the fucking office. Because it made you just wildly uncomfortable the entire time. Because I I don't. (laughs) People who don't understand social cues, specifically boundaries. That makes me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: And I don't. I don't like those people being the villain of the film.
0: Yeah, no, I think that there is there is an argument for this film being ableist to a degree because, because of the way that Jim Carrey's character is portrayed. Um, Originally, uh, just from some of the, the light
2: research I did on it, because I was trying to figure out and like get through my own thoughts on the film, uh, the original writer was going for more of a what about Bob kind of feel. Yeah,
0: I remember, see, I think I saw that too, that he was going for like a dark twist of on what the yeah. Bob. but like still much
2: lighter than what this was. Apparently Jim Carrey had a very strong because Judd Apto, uh, Apatow, uh, mm-hmm. Apatow? Judd Apatow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Had a whole like comment on this because, you know, he, he he was a part of it. He, uh, he was he, one
0: of the main writers. Yeah, I think yeah. he was only credited as a producer, but he was also one of the main writers. That and he was just
2: perhaps a little upset that he didn't get a writer comment, but whatever. <laughs> uh, he he was pointing out that like it had originally been much more what about Bob, not nearly as dark, but that Jim Carrey really wanted to ratchet in and be, make it that more dark comedy kind of thing. I um, don't find
0: that surprising, honestly.
2: I don't either. It f- Watching it made me think, This is Jim Carrey trying to – because he at that point had those other hits where he was the same character basically, like very Mm -hmm. just character-based. He hadn't gotten to the Truman Show, Man on the Moon, any of that yet. This felt like him being like, I'm going to do this again, but in a way that's going to make you so uncomfortable (laughs) that you're going to be okay with me not doing this
0: again. Now, I, I had also read that some of that was Ben Stiller's influence. Oh, too, I'm as sure. The director, mm-hmm. That he actually – that they actually recorded two takes uh, or two approaches to every hmm. to every scene where they would do one that was more what about Bob-like and then one that was a little more uncomfortable, a little darker.
2: Well, Afto actually said that like most of the time they were laughing through all – like they – the people that were filming it. Mm-hmm. Mm, were so into, like, every time Jim did it, they loved watching him work and doing it, and they were all laughing. So when they got the actual, like, responses from audiences and critics, that they were, like, blindsided by it. They're like, what? And and I can totally understand that, being in the moment and being in the room, and being like, this is funny, because we're all friends. I could see us creating something like this and thinking that it was an absolute treasure, and then finding out later... That you've made everyone else uncomfortable because they weren't in the room too.
0: That's an interesting thing to bring up because it it, it is uh, largely referred to as almost doing like a forty million dollar episode of the uh, of the Ben Stiller show. Because yes, of all the cast that were brought on, a lot of them had a lot of them had prior experience working with him on that. They were all friends. That's how you friends. get
2: those kind of people together. You know. Yeah.
0: Precisely. Yeah. And then yeah. And then it's introducing an X Factor like Jim Carrey into the mix of all of that that where you get where you get those darker, more uncomfortable um, pieces of performance.
2: The way I've gotten myself to like it is to think of it that way as Jim being like I'm going to burn this ver- version of me that you all see. <laughs> oh, and God. I, everyone's gonna it, think my career's over, but like I think I'm capable of something else. This is and my then Yes, it's like, I'm going to do my thing, but in a way that's going to... Because that was my issue with it. Like, I like dark comedies. I'm not against Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. no. Like, burn after reading. (laughs) Give me that shit. But the issue is, like, I enjoy... Like, I watched it, I felt uncomfortable at times, but at the end, you enjoyed the experience. The cable guy, I... You just feel uncomfortable and unhappy the whole time. Uh,
1: so, yes think, uh, thinking about two two different movies where the character is doesn't understand social cues uh, but is not the villain the first is welcome to the dollhouse and the other one is Napoleon Dynamite oh, and they're, yeah. they're both
2: or burn burn after reading you have Brad Pitt's character yeah also not a villain
0: by any stretch of the not back, a right.
2: villain like there's yeah, endearing he's... qualities like There was a point in the Cable Guy where I actually was like this because I had never actually watched it until today. Mm -hmm. It was one of the like me, myself, and Irene. I didn't watch. I didn't watch this. Your sister made me watch the other one. I'm upset about about it still. Yeah, Uh, that movie. (sighs) Why is there always got to be sexual assault as a joke? But anyhow, the '90s. The '90s were a wild world. But um, in this one, like um. When they went to the restaurant, medieval times. Yeah, that's where this movie could have been good. Where you started seeing that, like, it could have been something about Jim Carrey, uh, Jim Carrey's character being more of a childish kind of character, mm-hmm. like allowing Matthew Broderick to open up to that, to get away from his adult only orientation. Right.
1: Yeah. Because you have Stephen. When they're on their way back to his apartment, he's like, "That was great. We should do that again next week." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." He's not the victim the entire time. Yeah,
2: and it was a positive change from the like because there were still the awkward moments. There was the basketball scene. Was that before? That That was before that, that, right? That was before. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: basketball scene was definitely before. Yeah.
2: So, like, you have the basketball scene where it's like, oh, this is bad. This guy's awkward and Mm -hmm. weird, and we should all be uncomfortable and scared of him, almost. He's
0: also, like, hyper-aggressive during that scene, too.
2: Yes. But you also, you had that little bit of, like, understanding. Like, he's really into the game. Yeah. Like, you can understand the childish, like, childish nature Mm -hmm. of it. Whereas... Like, we get into medieval times, and you still have that, but then you could see the positive aspects of it. Look what right. a good time we had. Look what, what a release a boring,
1: you got. Kind of
0: like Steven's very milk toast,
2: And that's what you... Like, maybe that's like how it helps Steven grow, to not only understand people that aren't necessarily as socially adept as everyone, due to whatever reason. Um, it could have turned into something more positive. It could have still been a vaguely dark comedy, yeah. yeah, but not so dark
0: that you can't enjoy it. And like, I, other I than Joe. that line. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm broken, so it's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, before we move on to the next one, did listening to Joe talk about the movie, did it change your mind on the cable guy?
2: It actually... It, it helped a little bit. I was actually kind of surprised, because I went into it thinking, like, vi- like, <laughs> Lord... <laughs> If Lauren was here, she could tell you how negative it was, but
0: mm-hmm. there are... <laughs> I believe it, I believe it. Th-
2: especially getting to talk a little bit more about their opinions as they went into and what they were thinking about. Mm-hmm. And getting a chance to, like, really engage a little bit more on, like, I think Jim Carrey was trying to burn this thing. <laughs> like, trying to take you so far to the one
1: side.
0: Uh-huh. uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of a wild, like, kind of process-oriented thing to focus on. It like kind of recontextualizes a lot of those Mm -hmm. moments. It is, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot.
2: Uh, But I also just love the fact that Jack Black was in it. They mentioned Waterworld. Look at all of these things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dry land is not a (laughs) myth. (laughs)
2: My only, my my one thing I do want to bring up though is like the, like the, oh, they're trying to talk about, you know, how media is like working its way in and it's like, it's so ham-fisted though. If you have to literally say it out loud,
0: you have failed. (laughs) <laughs> it is. It is. But it is both like the most I like like eye roll like groan inducing, but also like lovable little moments when you see Kyle Gas reach over for his book at the end after after, oh the, after yeah. the cable gets knocked out. Just but just it's
2: like, hey, come on, guys.
0: It's lovable because
2: I know who Kyle is. Yes, that's
0: the thing. Because you. Yeah, but it's you, you not know, lovable if, if you no don't know who I Kyle is. is. Hold on, Jack doesn't know. So no. So. Kyle, the guy who reaches for the yeah. book at the end is like, huh. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's Kyle Gass, the other half of Tenacious D. Tenacious D. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: But he just like looks at the book and he's like, oh, a book. And I was like, oh my God.
2: Yeah. Just like, write hey. it on the screen. Just say, we're talking <laughs> yeah, about like, like,
0: this. He picks the book up with his ham hands. Which I'm like, <laughs> guys, you guys. And you're, you're like, wow, that's the, one the meta I'm payment. here for. <laughs>
2: It, it, like, there's there's something I like about it, because I, I respect the concept of, I really love the concept of Jack. Like, if, if it's real, if Jim Carrey was like, I need to get people ready for me to do something different. Yes. That would be perfect. Especially when he's like, also, I'm going to get paid the most anyone has ever been paid for this.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that is great. That's um,
2: wild. I didn't know that.
1: Honest, I, it, did, it didn't redeem it for me. I, I Again, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just am deeply uncomfortable by it. I
0: think it's a terrible movie. I'm sorry. Uh, It doesn't redeem it, but... I don't think it's a bad movie, but it doesn't redeem it. It's (laughs) a bad movie, but this kind of redeemed it. It's a bad movie, but the outside factors
2: kind of redeems it a little bit for me. I'll take it. That's but, so uh,
0: weird
1: because I'm thinking like, well, Mike, you can't really like add that context to it and, and enjoy it. But it, I'm going to talk about Daredevil now, and the first thing I was going <laughs> to say is, well, you have to consider the context of when it was made.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's 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 change uh, let's change yeah. uh, change tracks here. We'll move yeah. over to Jack having to defend Daredevil to oh, us. my God, so
1: just, I, I've already warned the two of you, but but just to warn the viewers, um, this conversation is going to get pretty dark. Yes, um, like not funny, dark. Like it's gonna get pretty dark. So, uh,
2: like the cable guy.
1: N- that's a dark comedy.
2: This well, is like... it was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't fu- that funny. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Less lisping in mind Ah, oh, fair. Yeah, I'd buy that. Remember when
2: he punched the lips out of it, like lisp? That was, out was of an ad
0: lib. That was a oh, mistake. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I actually I was reading about that. Well, okay, this I I got this from the IMDb trivia page, so take it with a grain right. of salt. It might not actually be accurate. <laughs> but uh, but supposedly uh, that was a mistake. Jim Carrey just accidentally forgot to lisp, and then he just like <laughs> rolled with it, and it was like my lisp is gone. And then he punched him <laughs> again, and they just kept it. And that actually makes me cherish it a little bit more.
1: Yeah, that, I did. Well that Was a pretty funny part. Jack, um, how
2: dare you? <laughs> how dare you cause us to get to this point?
1: Oh my god! But continue. Uh,
2: get get so, dark. So, Fuck us up.
1: So let's talk about uh, 2003's Daredevil. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, just a little content warning. Um, I'm going to talk about 9/11. I'm going to talk about uh, parental abuse, an um, uh, un- underage underage sex. Is that even a thing? If you're, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I actually haven't rewatched this movie since probably undergrad. Um okay. and my opinion on films, uh and that there's now been a second iteration of Daredevil, uh, has changed my opinion of the movie. Um so when I watched it today, uh I did not enjoy it <laughs> for a number of reasons. Whew. Um Aww. for for one, it's a bad movie. <laughs> uh <laughs> but so the- So the guilty pleasure part of it wasn't pleasurable. So like, while I will, while I do think there are parts of the film that hold merit, um, most of my discussion will be why I did like it. Okay. Um, So (laughs) to bring some context to Daredevil, uh, we'll start lighter. Uh, First of all, this pre predates disney owning marvel right um
0: this is this is a fox production wasn't it? this
1: is a fox production and i want to just run through a couple of movies that were made pre uh Dis- disney buyout just so you, just to bring those of you who've forgotten back to the dark ages when superhero movies were they you got what you got <laughs> true um, real Right, well, he, he, and and I've watched. I've re- like some of these. I I did enjoy the time, and I've rewatched since. I'm like, oh, you know, we've gotten better, haven't we? Um, sure have. Namely, Blade. Like I remember I loving Blade. And, I haven't gone back and rewatched Blade. I can
2: yeah. watch Blade.
1: I can watch it too, but it's definitely not as good as I remember.
2: One hundred percent. But like, it's one of the ones that I can watch again and be happy with.
1: Um, I'm just gonna rattle them off because there's seventeen, according to film slash god damn it jack it was a slash film <laughs> whatever it's it's not a site i would say is reputable but these are all true things um howard the duck <laughs> ghost rider Fanta- uh fantastic four one and rise of the silver surfer saw that in theater <sighs> myself for it uh x-men <gasps> one two and three oh,
0: okay i can't remember if three had come out by that point mm-hmm. fucking brett rat yeah it's so fun
2: because i've watched so few of these because i'm so picky continue uh like, even as a kid,
1: one, two, and three. Um this one I want to bring up specifically because it came out a year after Daredevil, uh, but the Tom Jane the Punisher. Oh, okay. Um
0: which we talked about a little bit uh during our, our guest spot on uh we did. uh You we hate did. to see it.
1: Yeah. Uh Hulk, the Angley Hulk. Uh the spinoff of Daredevil, uh Electra.
0: Yeah, that sure did happen.
1: It, it it's real bad. Then then uh Blade One, two and three. Um Think that's my missing one no i think that's it yeah um so d- while while daredevil wasn't received well at the time it's received even less well now that we've seen what superhero movies can be and and rewatching it i'm like oh they're trying stuff that works in a comic book that does not translate well to the screen um there's a lot of stuff where it's like we see the reflection in the glasses and like that works really well on a comic book page. Yeah. It, it looks cheesy as hell on a, um, on screen unless it's like sin city, which like the heightened reality level of that,
2: the stylization, they set that. it up like, so is they is can it? do that.
0: Yeah. Yes. Right.
1: Um, Where's daredevils meant to be like a dark drama superhero movie.
0: It's supposed to be more realistic. Like it's, supposed, it's supposed <laughs> to have more grounding. Well, <laughs> so,
2: was it supposed so, to be?
0: Yes. Was it? Continue. Yes.
2: Sorry. Um, let me be the worst aside possible
1: (laughs) (laughs) so this movie came out in 2003 right um i would have been in high school i think not junior year i think junior year yeah um and that would have been two years ish after uh 9-11 uh the attack on the world trade center um and it was it, that which that happened when I was in the ninth grade. Uh, I remember because I specifically was home from school that day. So was I. Um, which is weird. That's bonkers. Um I wasn't. Uh, which I'm like, I I do wonder, like, would that have been better for my psyche had I been at school with my friends or or not? Um, but um. I was already, because of, because of my childhood, like I, I had a, a verbally abusive father, uh, growing up and I was slowly moving away from what I'd been told to expect out of the world, which was, it's going to be great. You know, um, you're going to go to college and then you'll, you know, the thing you go to college for will be the thing that you do. Um, you know, when you go up, you can eat ice cream all well, that that's true. You can't do that. You can eat ice cream anytime um, you want. It's yeah. not but so we've kids... all
2: proven that theory wrong anyhow. <laughs> yeah. None of us are doing the things we went
0: to college for. Correct. Yeah. That's uh, accurate. But, but this, yeah. this this is, is the closest that I've gotten so far to doing my degree. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We made it we made that movie made that movie That's but um like at, at the time but not
2: as a way of making
0: money oh and no, no, no
1: that was only a losing money type situation.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So we we strictly lose money That's right yeah
1: um i'm definitely a lot not coming off of like 11 hours of work and then anyway um uh-huh. so like it was that time period that i was becoming cynical i was becoming like the cynical teenage kid who's like oh this is how the world actually is um and then you're given a character, uh, which I I still do love the character of Daredevil. Like, I I do very much relate to that character. Um, and I've this is maybe jumping ahead a bit, but I don't really read Daredevil comics anymore. Not out of any particular reason, but because or because of like a, like I don't like it, um, or that they fucked a character up, but uh, a writer. Named Mark Wade, who's who's very famous in the world of comic books, um, wrote a lengthy run on Daredevil, where he directly addressed Daredevil, Matt Matt Murdock, has depression for a f- 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 fact, um, like he he struggles with it, and part of his depression causes him to make decisions that makes things worse for him, um, f- basically from. The early 2000s till Mark Wade wrote his run, the the general notion that writers went with was, how can we take Matt Murdock and leave him in an even worse situation than we did prior, um to the point where I think he he become like a literal devil before Mark Wade was yeah,
2: like, yeah, it's such a Marvel thing to do. Though. It is,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um it's and I'm I'm sure it wasn't like the first time it'd been happening. What can and we do happened. to
2: Spider Man to make him more sad? <laughs> oh,
1: <man. laughs> oh yeah, that and they and they made him an actual spider too, so it was very
2: uh, <laughs> Then yeah. he like yeah, ate himself sure <laughs> whatever.
1: It was so <laughs> gross. They've done it a number of times, but uh yeah, it's gross. Anyway, Markway was like, what if we had him like try to get himself more mentally healthy and happy? Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting, but it, I mean in a way it kind of goes back to what we talked about that may be cut anyway. Um, it did kind of break a character in the way that I'm like, yeah, I'm satisfied. I'm good now. <laughs> and I haven't really read any daredevil since then. Um, but the, the character is generally portrayed as a person who a is Catholic, um, B struggles with this Catholicism. Yeah. Um, and has depression. Um, is he's a human being? He he he's in physical pain, emotional pain. Um,
2: I'd be willing to say a better Batman.
1: He he is honestly. Um, if Daredevil was drew the same quality of writers as Batman did, it would be the better comic book. And well, I mean that's does. the thing.
2: Like Batman is a rich person with problems, yeah. whereas you have <laughs> Daredevil, right? Who is someone that you can actually identify yeah. somewhat with problems?
1: Yeah, I read Batman to like escape reality. I read Daredevil to relate to a character.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So in two thousand three, when this movie came out, um, my my father had moved out. Right. They had, my parents hadn't divorced yet, but he'd moved out. Um. So I spent all. So because of that, my mom was at work twenty four seven, and I spent all of my time, um, either at home. Or with my my first serious girlfriend, uh, Dusty, who we, – we were very um, – what's the word? Not interreliant.
0: Codependent. Codependent. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, codependent. <laughs> that was a really cool way to say
2: codependent without saying codependent. Interreliant. <laughs> inter-reliant? You're like, like wow, is this like a <laughs> – this feels like a – a business buzzword <laughs> to try to avoid that. They were <laughs> inter reliant. Uh,
1: legalese for codependent as fuck. <laughs> um. So, you have this character who doesn't relate to people, struggles with this Catholicism because I was I was raised Catholic at that point. Like it was that was the point at which I was most Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, the most detrimental period in a person's life. Yeah, um,
2: at any person's life that happens to be. Forced to be raised Catholic, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you have a character who doesn't relate to other people, who struggles with his Catholicism, who finally meets a person who um, he can relate to, this being a lecturer in the film, which I will argue the one thing that works in that film is Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's chemistry because they they definitely got married after that. And you, you can definitely see they like had the smoochies on for each other.
0: Yeah. Um, it's always it's always somewhat interesting to see those dynamics play out on yeah. film, like, like when you know that like a relationship is forming yeah. on that set, kind of like Ben Affleck or, or, uh, or uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie on Mister yeah, uh, and yeah. Mrs. Smith. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was about to say that just to be like, yeah, know, a movie where it's just like, oh, they're just I fucking,
0: like and actually fucking. The reason ben and Affleck
2: actually is fucking in the background,
1: Ben Affleck is because like he is being Ben Affleck charming with her the whole time. Yeah, he's flirting oh, the whole time, hundred um, percent. Matt Murdock doesn't flirt like that. No. Um, and those smooches were real smooches. Like, you, you can tell. Uh, so, uh, this, this is more the comics in the movie, but n- me reading Daredevil, um, seeing, like, the worst shit happens at Daredevil. There's no other character that has, maybe maybe Peter Parker, but, like, there's no other character that has the worst luck than Matt Murdock but he still gets up. That's hard to say in Marvel. Because
2: the there's some of them that got fucked. Like, some of the X-Men. Almost all of the X-Men, honestly. Kurt Wagner, all of them.
1: Oh, Kurt. I don't know, man.
2: Air- Magneto. Well, maybe, the, can, yeah. Y- yeah, Almost <laughs> every mutant had this. into Cyclops.
1: Yeah, but they have a family.
2: Unless they watched their family die. Kurt didn't have a family.
0: No, they Magneto the didn't have a family. The, the X Men, X Men have the found family thing. Oh yes, 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 yes.
1: Yeah, Daredevil doesn't doesn't do teams. He like he piles around with Spider Man. He sometimes. kind of piles uh, around. You know, also kind of punches him in the face sometimes. There's that.
2: He was also in the Secret Avengers, sort of. He was like, I'm not a Secret Avenger, but I'm going to be a Secret Avenger all the time. <laughs> or New Avengers. I'm sorry, New Avengers.
1: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that that you have this character that struggles struggles with loneliness and depression and still like gets up and does the thing um makes him very relatable. Uh being that the movie was my first taste of that character, that was my connection to it. Is it a good movie? No. No, it's no. No. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan, pretty great. Michael
0: huh? Clark Duncan is an excellent Kingpin. I will yeah. I will I will give you that. It does take like 45 minutes for them to introduce him. Yeah. Um,
1: there's a lot of rewatching it now and being more a writer. There's a lot structurally that I would change. Um, I would definitely get rid of the voiceover. The voiceover is definitely like God, the voiceover does not work. Like I do love
2: the concept though, of like Daredevil just falling into a church. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just being like, hi, (laughs) please take care of me.
1: (laughs) Which, which, Again, these are things that like happen in the comic book and that oh, could yeah. have been done well. I don't want to shit on the cinematographer, but like the way it was shot was not well Yeah. Um well shot. It was definitely shot like this is a superhero action film.
2: I think it's fair to shit on the cinematographer for that.
1: Um I just I don't know what kind of like direction he was given.
2: At the end of the day. Um, I guess like you could always just shit on the director because at the end of the day it is the director that did it.
0: The director was is the clearly writer, so. not
2: a actual fan of comics he's not a fan of Daredevil he doesn't know Daredevil like I feel like the writers were because they had an idea of iconic moments but the director clearly did not well
1: the director was a writer in this
2: then they did not (laughs) (laughs) I think they were given
1: like key moments from the comic books and like told to do this Um, I I also think if you're writer and
2: director then you don't have an excuse
1: unless the producer don't give them that excuse I, I just, I know, I know how the meat's made. I know how the sausage is made. Um, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. So, like, I know, like, it, when you have Fox and Marvel, uh, like, paying for your shit, they're going to have say on, I mean, that's the whole reason there's a director's cut is because Marvel, um, I think it was Ari, Ari, Arvid, Ari Avid, I think, is the guy who, like, was behind all the Marvel movies at that point. Um,
0: Possibly. I, I I forget I forget the exact name. Um I, he, he... I will
2: say that there is something to be said for them being able to argue their case to those executives, because clearly in the past that has worked. People have managed to get their films done in ways that worked out in really amazing like this is exact this is perfect. If you could not find your way to explain to them why you need to do this in a better way, that's a failing. I absolutely um, disagree. <laughs>
1: I absolutely disagree. Um, then,
2: then there's no point. Like, what's the point of talking about it? Then, like, no one failed. <laughs> there, no one made a mistake. It was all happenstance.
1: I'm arguing the the director did not. It's hard to know just by watching the movie to point this is the person to blame or this is the person to blame. You have to know this is. I mean, this is one of the reasons we do the podcast is we dig up the people responsible because mm-hmm. it's um, never just one person. It's, <laughs> it's... the And it's never one person who's the cause of success either. Yeah. A film by Mm -hmm. its nature is a collaborative thing.
2: True. With that said, but like, you're the director of this film. Yeah. Like, if people can also be like the fault as the director for failing a film, then you also need to be the fault for the film being correct. Like, there's a lot of times where we go, this film failed because the director was did had a vision that didn't work. Well, then how did that director get that much control? how about, like there, there has to be some that falls on them like you can't completely absolve them of any guilt
1: it depends on no and i'm not because i i also like this director um because he's also the writer i'm like well the dialogue's pretty <laughs> god-awful so but but i'm i'm arguing like all movies all movies are collaborative effort Oh, of course, Dude, I mean think, course. think think back about just like when we were in theater, when a show yeah. went well, the directors didn't get any acknowledgement. It was the actors, of course, because the people are the audience is watching the actors. Yeah. Now, when something goes wrong, it's the director's fault. It can be. It can be. Um. For for me to say like the director is wholly at fault that director had to be completely in charge of the thing and is so rare for a director to get, um, final, it's called final cut, like final cut on the film, um, to have complete control over the script, uh, to have complete control over the casting. Like that almost never happens, especially at like this level of, f- uh, film production. Like this was a studio film. This was a Fox mm-hmm. Marvel collaboration. Um, that that director was sitting in meetings probably like 80% of the time and mm-hmm. had uh, the the Fox producers telling him, like, this is X, Y, Z, what we want. I, I can almost guarantee he did not choose the release date of Valentine's Day.
2: Oh, sure not.
1: Um, of course. <laughs> um,
2: but it just doesn't make sense to also be like, it's none of this is he's absolved of any guilt.
1: No, no, no. He's a writer
2: and director. Like, at that point, you have a lot of power. It doesn't matter what... Like, yes, the Fox producers are going to be there, and there's going to be all that as well, but, like, Mm -hmm. you're a writer and director. Like, you might as well also be Kevin Costner and be writer, director, and actor. (laughs) And then be like, oh, it wasn't his fault, though. It was the executive's fault. You're like, so then what was
0: he there for? (laughs) Like, what did he provide? (laughs) I don't know, because, like, there's... Like, like, I don't think, I don't think he can be absolved of any blame for. Like, he's definitely, he definitely has something he has to shoulder. But like, I, yeah. I keep thinking back to like, I keep, and when we did the Nothing But Trouble episode, mm-hmm. I did a lot of reading about, um, about Bonfire of the Vanities because they, like that production had such a big impact on the other one. Mm.
2: I haven't listened to that yet because I'm waiting to make Lauren watch it and then we'll listen to it. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I I won't spoil anything too much about, uh, about that then, but there, but the, 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 um, that movie had so much going wrong with it. That was like, some of it was Brian De Palma's fault as the director. Some of it was also his fault as a producer, some of it was the fault of the guy who wrote the book that the movie was based on and <laughs> some of it mm-hmm. was the studio trying to interfere and force them to do things certain ways it was
1: in a in a weird sick way like one of the things that makes this podcast fun to do is figuring out like
0: what did what what
1: happened to make a movie this bad yeah idea? yeah um and it's v- very rarely like we can take um the last airbender for example, like yeah. it's very easily to point to Shyamalan and be like, "You fucked up," and he did. He did. Uh, right. But there's so many other people that, f- but also fucked up.
2: Like again, like don't don't take what I'm saying as me being like, this is only the the director's mm-hmm. fault. You know what I mean? It's not sure. only their fault, right? But they do need to answer for their sins. <laughs>
1: I'm just gonna do a little quick Google on. I think the think director is like Mark Stephen. Yeah, Johnson. I, I I just I
0: just pulled it up a second ago. Um, yeah, Mark Stephen Johnson is his name.
1: Um, and I'll I'll get his his email address for you, Mike.
2: <laughs> and you know what? No, give me the, his actual address, and I'll just show up at his house. Hey, but-
0: hey, Mark, get your ass out of here!
1: Do you even
2: care
0: about Daredevil? <laughs> I don't really, but I'm upset.
1: I want you to. Show up with volumes one, two, and three of like Frank Miller's run on Daredevil
0: and just start reading it to him. It's three in the morning and also (laughs) 2021. But you know what?
2: The nice thing is he let me in. We had some tea, we talked about it. He understands what he did wrong, and he's willing to make some reparations.
1: Oh, dude, you don't even like there we go. We're starting a new
2: film. Jack, you're actually cast as Daredevil, so you need to start working out today.
1: Mm. Quit your
2: job. That'd Let's like get to old work. Old
1: Man Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
2: what's wrong with that? Old Man Logan was a fucking hit. Why not Old can, Man Daredevil? True.
1: We can end the conversation right now because Daredevil's not even his worst sin. Oh? No. Shit. You want to know the movie you did after this? What did he do after this? Ghost Rider. So,
2: he, so you're going to ghost look ghost me rider? in the yeah. eyes, yeah. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Look into the screen. Look into your camera. I can Look into the camera right <laughs> now and defend that man to me. Tell me... <laughs> Tell me that he saw the most iconic moment for Elektra where that sigh went through her fucking body and came out the wrong way <laughs> in the film and was like, perfect. Don't reshape that. They were, they were that.
1: flimsy sigh.
2: Don't. And, but he pulls it back out and it's straight. Okay.
1: He fixed it. It's,
0: it's, it's bullseye. He fixed the, it like the, the paperclip.
1: Oh, well, oh, oh well, okay. Didn't really, he didn't do yeah. a hand thing. Uh, hold on. You have, you have to, hold on. You have to watch.
0: Then. You have to watch very, very closely. This bullseye is really, really into up close magic. Yeah. Also, I am so Irrestling. upset about that bullseye. <laughs> but let's continue. I'm. I mean, he's he's both terrible and also enthralling. if, <laughs> if, like if it was the Colin right Carol tone just...
2: of the film, he would have been perfect. The right tone yeah, of the film. No, I, agree, I agree. think I he got the wrong direction from the beginning. He was in a completely different film. I <laughs>
1: think they handed him volumes 1, 2, and 3 of Bendis' run on Daredevil. Yes! And he read it, and he did it. Also,
2: the, um, they got, they went into the future and they brought him the, uh, the Dark Avengers and said, here you go. Yeah. Learn about Bullseye from this.
1: Yeah, no, like, he's, he's comic book accurate, just no one else was.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They gave him a separate script. Yeah. And he, fi- he pl- acted that out, and they were like, perfect, dude. And I'm pretty sure, and- like,
1: Mike, they gave M- Michael Clark Duncan the same thing they read, and he was like,
2: no. Yes! No, yeah, he was like, I've, I've got this. He's, He's like, kidding. I'm sorry, I'm... Do you know who I am?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to actor. do whatever I want. And so, they were like, that's
2: fair. Do whatever so you the, want.
1: Moving past this, um, yeah. I'm not going to ask you if I changed your mind on Daredevil, because I changed my own mind on it earlier yeah, today.
0: So yeah, yeah, you, um, you kind of you undid yourself
1: on that one. Well, but, I, uh, I,
2: I need more of your Daredevil. Like, I got your, like, lead up to the Daredevil. Tell me about the film itself, like...
1: I don't need to. It's bad. Oh shit! (laughs) No, no. What I'm looking for is like, does my emotional connection to the film make it explains
2: why you care about it?
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like I care about it, but it is an awful film. And if I ever have to see that playground scene again, I will gouge out my my own eyes. I will be blind.
2: I actually spent thirty minutes yelling in my living room, (laughs) and Lauren. You need to message Lauren on Facebook and explain to her how sad you are that she had to experience me like that, just being so upset. I was like, okay, choose your lane. Are you going for camp or are you going not? Because if this man is pretending to be a blind attorney and he wants to keep his secret identity – then why in front of people that live in his neighborhood also i'm vibrating shaking i'm shaking on camera i'm upset he's just jumping on seesaws (laughs) jumping and flipping not only is he set like not only is he pushing past any of her she said no
1: is lauren yelling at you
2: she is right now hold on what's up that that is a normal everyday experience for me <laughs> she does not want that did you hear that <laughs> yeah no, she it, it, it heard it okay that yeah. is her life but you guys caused Re- it to happen it, again repeat
1: for the audience she, would you
0: she said, uh, oh, she's I like, like, like it, it should not normal, be understated everyday experience <laughs>
2: <laughs> she has to endure Every that day. at all times but this <laughs> was because of you guys it's your fault Uh. I'm like, what is the thought process in that character's mind? Mo- like, I am okay with camp. Oh, if Mike, you're going to do camp Mike, the whole way Mike, through, you he can't. He was horny. You can't. I, I understand that, but fuck. you've also given up. It's not Batman. He's not Batman. Batman will give up his identity in five seconds oh, to true, anyone yeah. to get some sex.
0: My theory is this is just actually how Ben Affleck flirts. as He fights and. You know, I believe that. But mostly but to it's to an, an audience the fact of that, children. Like, To an audience of children. <laughs> she said. She
2: didn't give him his name, was very clear about it. He followed her mm-hmm. to start it up no, again. that's creepy. That was Grabs her hand mm-hmm. as she's walking away, and she's like, I don't want to be touched. And he's like, but what if I touch you more? And she's like,
1: I'm
2: going to no. beat the shit out of you. And he's like, hell yeah, I'm going to fight you then.
0: Can we end this segment? <laughs> Yeah, we we should probably move yeah. on here. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back, and we're going to and we're going to dive into Waterworld.
2: Well, can I talk about the things I liked about it though?
0: No, there aren't any.
2: There's, <laughs> I love the braille credits, opening credits. No, those are pretty cool. Oh, that I was know. awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Wasn't that cool? I was like, that's such a unique, awesome choice that they did. I was like, that's the, cool. They thought about it.
1: They, like they did have somebody consult with. Um, the seeing impaired community. Uh, That's why you have the, the moment at the beginning with him folding the the money. Um, You have, uh, I think the scene where he's dancing, was it like a direct memory of like one of the consultants? Um, There are
2: legit moments that were good. Like this wasn't a, I don't feel about this film the same way I feel about the cable guy. Like there are redeemable (laughs) moments for me. Like, um, it's,
1: it's frustrating because uh, the, the fight with Mark, Michael Clark Duncan was really cool. I like the lighting yeah. on the the, the the weird water sprinkler system he has. Yeah. The sensory
2: um, deprivation sleeping tank yes. that he had. Because how does Daredevil sleep if he does not have that?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I thought that blew my yet. mind. I haven't
1: seen that. That's why anytime I've seen that in in the the Charlie Cox version, I'm like, you you are not sleeping on the couch, like Bud. You you could not fall asleep that way.
2: It blew my mind. Like when I saw that, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. This is somebody that like actually understood the character and was mm-hmm. like, this is the only way he could possibly sleep. Like if we're going to say that in normal moments he can't help but be destroyed by everything that is a sense around him.
1: Yeah, that was so good. Um. That's why I kind of feel like there were too many cooks in the kitchen because there's there's a lot of different flavors.
2: Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to just pile on how bad. Like I could spend all day talking mm-hmm. about the bad parts, but there's also good
0: parts. So welcome back, everybody. Mm. Uh, we're gonna ta- we're gonna uh, take a, take a dip. We're gonna get a little wet here. We're gonna jump on in to <laughs> Waterworld. Mike, tell us what you got. All uh, right. Jack's not looking at me like that. So,
2: <laughs> general synopsis. Uh we've got a future it's, uh, polar ice moist caps. Mad Max. Mad Max on water. My thing is that's uh, that's one of my critiques, but we'll get to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. I just want to We'll start that. off with a quick synopsis. We can do this in a couple of sentences. <laughs> we got a future polar ice caps melted. Earth almost entirely submerged, but the characters don't know that. They think it's entirely submerged. Uh, You've got Mutated Mariner. He's fighting starvations and outlaws to survive and ends up being forced to reluctantly help a woman and her child.
1: I like Uh, to pretend this is the elevator pitch that the executives were given.
2: (laughs) In that point, I just go Mad Max on water.
1: Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Done.
2: And I walk away, and they're just like,
0: fuck. No, no, he's walking away. We have to throw the bag of money at him. Get it. (laughs) They're like, sir, sir, you forgot all of the money. We've gotten more money than we've ever
2: put on anything else for you. And I'm like, (laughs) hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Can I get... I want a really good director, but I also want the one actor that he knows he can't work with. (laughs) the one actor he just worked with and asked us specifically not to cast we like i love the concept of being like guys i actually like i know we're looking at leading men right now and kevin costner's really high uh, i just worked with him in robin hood it's not great. We had a lot of arguments. Oh. I don't think this would be healthy. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then he walks on set that first day, and it's Kevin Costner <laughs> standing there, dressed as martyr, drinking his own pee. Soaking. <laughs> drinking his own pee.
0: I'm getting ready. Fully method. Fully method. This is real. <laughs> He's developed a thing, I'm and you're like, in for days. Kevin, Kevin,
2: there's no filters in that. That is still just P. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. <sighs> <laughs> I my thing is like and I'll start with a critique, even though this is supposed to be like what I love about like a critique is it's like slow. There's like moments where it's slow and it, it kind of drags. I love that. A I love those moments where you get to actually have time with the characters. It's something I like with, like, Breaking Bad. Those moments where you have those long end-of-scene moments where you're just watching their face, and you get to see them act. Like, Kevin Costner wasn't bringing a lot to it, but I can understand what his idea was for the character. Like, I have a hard time enjoying Kevin Costner on this, knowing how he was to work with from everything that I've read. Um... You know, obviously it's secondhand accounts, but I'm going to assume it's true. Uh,
0: or you can like, I, put it allegedly on the front of that, and then you're fine.
2: I understand the concept of being like your character is a mutant; people will kill you on sight, and that's actually the start of this film. <laughs> like, you're so not going to be good at interacting with other people.
1: Allegedly, I, the director. The, allegedly, the director is quoted as saying Kevin Costner should only star in movies he directs. Yes! That way, he can work with his favorite favorite actor actor. and favorite director.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah! Man, the shade.
2: But it's so... Like, imagine how real that must be to have to deal with. Because he was so powerful at that point. He came off of a couple gigantic films.
0: Oh, yeah, he was a gargantuan star at the time, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then managed to fucking tarnish himself in the next couple. But... uh, Fuck you, dude. Like you do. I, I honestly I wish we all would have those moments just to be able to enjoy it, you know? Just to feel that kind of confidence in yourself and your vision. You know?
1: I cannot um, imagine having any part of Waterworld not being miserable the whole fucking time. Like I love
2: the phys- like the, the like the uh, non CGI effects. The fact that they spent so much to build that set. And they, they, they went so much into try to make it as real as possible, despite all the warnings. People being like, hey, filming Jaws was awful. Don't ever film on the ocean. Just pretend. You can pretend. You're actors. Film in a fucking lake. And yeah. they're like, no. We're filming on the ocean. Oh, there's a hurricane? Who could have guessed? Literally anyone. Literally any meteorologist.
0: Wait, those happen over the ocean? (laughs) Hold on now. Wait,
2: you're
0: you're saying the the set
2: could sink one time? You're like, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, your whole (laughs) set. Also, we didn't build any bathrooms on this set. So anytime people have to go to the bathroom, they need to be fucking sent back to shore because we're not fucking wild. We don't go to the bathroom in the ocean.
1: So, so Fish I... fucking in it already.
0: Come on. It's just it's, it's already gross enough. It's already gross enough. You make, you're not gonna make it more gross.
1: What about this movie connected with you?
2: I well, that was it. Like I I have a tendency to really enjoy any movie that allows some breathing room for actors that doesn't because like one of the major critiques I get is that, like I said, it, it it's slow and plotting at points. So I'm like, are you kidding me? The vast majority of this thing is, like, wild acrobatic action.
1: Mm-hmm. People
2: on jet skis <laughs> yeah. doing wild tricks. Like, there's tons of action, but, like, those moments where you actually get to see characters interact. And they're like, oh, well, uh, uh, like, Dennis Hopper, number one, is also a reason I love this. Because how could you not?
1: Dennis Hopper of that time period is... Could do no wrong. <laughs> Only did wrong, but in the best way <laughs> But that's it Literally, you're like,
2: okay This is gonna be bad But can we get Dennis Hopper? Right It will redeem us
0: How big? <laughs> It will redeem us, there we go Like, Was he one of those
1: actors that was just so in debt He did any movie at that time?
2: I don't even know if that's true I think he was just he, like, like I'm having like a great Cage
0: time Also had a T-Rex skull addiction <laughs> <laughs> That's really what the Mario
1: Brothers movie is about, and
2: and I also love the idea of being like, "Hey, here's a natural disaster that's in the making, coming up. <laughs> like, here's a forceful way to bring it into the social zeitgeist, you know? Uh, not that it necessarily worked or helped at all, but it was an
0: attempt. I have to, I have to wonder, like, what I I, I want to go back and like read some of the some of the perception of the film at the time and see how present that was in the discourse because. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, whenever I think about my like my uh, knowledge of climate change and the impact of like the polar ice caps melting and everything, that doesn't become a thing that I start start thinking about until way later. Mm-hmm. Then again, in 1995, I'm nine, so <laughs> I, I tend to look
2: at movies from an actor's perspective. Like, I am not I, I've come to terms with the fact that I am not I'm an actor. I, I I'm not good at writing. I'm not good at directing. Uh, like I've tried them, nice. I've given them an attempt. None of them feel right. Uh, acting is like where it is, and building characters. Like so, I love the alien nature to Mariner. I can see what Kevin Costner was going for. I love getting to see Dennis Hopper get a chance to like have so much fun with that character because you, you he know was he was. Yeah, back.
1: yeah. Do you think like, any of his dialogue was improved? Because it feels I'm not sure. so different than. The rest, of the, the rest of the dialogue, yeah, yeah, but but it
2: also makes sense though, because yeah, the dialogue no, you're getting the, from absolutely. Mariner is not going to be the dialogue you're getting from a normal interacting human, because yeah. he is an alien to them. He's so like he's not socialized. He's he's kept on his own constantly. He has a very different experience that anyone from one of the atolls or whatever they called them mm-hmm. yeah. were going to experience. He doesn't have that, so like he's supposed to be alien he's not supposed to quickly like I I don't like how quickly like just due to time they had to find a way to make him warm up to them quicker but like Mm -hmm. I honestly do feel when I watched I was like I I think this is a better slow engagement than most movies do when you have the alien male figure warming to oh gosh there are other people and they have needs and I should care about them
1: yeah.
2: Like he got there. Like he he they was so quickly, like, aggressively him against it like, ah, for a guy. while, but you could see the chinks. Um like the moment where he's teaching Enola to swim, which is also kind of a plot hole. You're like, wait, <laughs> that character you never taught her to swim? That seems that seems negligent. <laughs>
0: yeah, like you live in
1: water. <laughs> Have we pointed out that there are three versions of this film yet?
2: No, not yet. There are three form- versions. You have the theatrical reverse, re- release, which is almost Kevin Cosner fully in control. Then you have the director's cut, which is the one that went to TV uh, mm-hmm. that is heavily censored. And then there is supposedly a director's cut that isn't, but they haven't put together.
1: There, very recently they released uh, Arrow uh, a distributor released all three on Blu- Blu-ray. It's called The Ulysses Cut.
2: I didn't know about that!
1: Yeah, yeah. I I found it while researching this film, um, and I, I don't know which version's on Netflix. I'm going to assume the theatrical cut. How I'm like, did you I, find I, that?
0: It's gotta be the theatrical cut. I, I can't yeah, see it being anything else the, without it actually saying otherwise.
1: TV version's pretty long, right?
0: The TV version is like 40 minutes longer. Okay. Yeah, so, it'd be, so, it's, so it's like a three-hour film at that point.
2: Yes, but it... As I was talking about with you, while, as an aside, like, Mm -hmm. we try to rush movies so much to fit Mm -hmm. everything into it. This is not a movie you can do in one movie. You can't do it. No. There's
1: too much world building plus plot.
2: Yeah. Like, you you need to gradually build into that, and uh, it's so wild that we can't allow that kind of space. Um... Uh, I would what? love to watch I, like, I've wanted to watch the director's cut I haven't actually watched it Because I don't want to watch the censored version A sure. uh, Part of me mm. is just very pixie, like, Picky to be like I don't want to watch uh, Dennis Hopper Have his words swir- <laughs> right. like Switched out with slumming <laughs> You're like god my, damn it Let him say what he was saying
1: The Ulysses cut takes The non-censored stuff From the theatrical cut Plus the additional stuff from the TV cut and puts them together.
2: Ooh, I want it. I need so, to watch that. I didn't know that existed.
1: Mm-hmm. I I, I want to watch it, but I don't want to pay twenty dollars for because it. it's it's like a prestige um, DVD or Blu-ray. Release.
2: I'll pay twenty bucks for that. Uh, whatever, like because I love it. Like I I wouldn't say that it's like one of my favorite films, but I do mm-hmm. enjoy films like this. It's like the reasons why I like Breaking Bad. I like the slow character. Give that to me. Let me I see. Think-
1: I think that this, like, so one of my big problems with the version I watched was that it was very crammed. Yes. And having it breathe a little bit, especially, especially once the little girl's kidnapped, it's just, it's like, go, 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 go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, It. it, it the, the pace gets almost breakneck. Uh, 100%. There, at that point.
2: You get total 90s film. Yeah. No pausing for breath.
0: Yeah, yeah, Act Three in general, just like it's such a, it's a tonal shift, it's a production value shift. It's yeah. like there's a lot that goes sideways in that act, I think. But,
2: but I see critiques like, "Oh, you weren't able to care about any of the characters. None of the characters you care about." I'm like, that is a lie. Like, yeah, I don't think that's a you love. You are engaged by Dennis Co- like Hopper's character. If yeah. you tell me you're not engaged by that, you're not alive, and I think you're some sort of pod person. Um. I, I don't
1: know trust more you.
0: About the old man that measures the black stuff down on the pit.
1: Oh my God, right? Dude,
0: what a moment where he's like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Was, yeah, <sighs> that delivery like, shook me. <laughs> like, holy.
1: When <sighs> he dropped that flare, and I was like, not the old man. And yeah. then the old man was like, oh, thank God. I was like, oh.
0: Yeah. And you're like, what? But that's what? a powerful moment.
2: See, my thing is, even before that, I'm like, oh, that guy wants, to, that guy's not happy. There's yeah. no happiness <laughs> to that life. And when he sees that, I was like, that's, that's what I needed. But the social commentary too. Yeah, you see him go like, "Oh, Exxon Valdez." Let's talk no, about. I,
1: I had to look that up.
2: Oh, I got that right away. Um, was <gasps> Joe Hazelwood,
0: Joe? my captain.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Oh, him, like, Saint Jonas the like shade
0: of it all." Yeah, like they, 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 because yeah. uh, like I like that they like they plant that seed early on. Like they're calling it the D's, and like they're like they're not, which, it, which now is very funny. <laughs> but even more funny yes even even funnier <laughs> i should say yeah but yeah but then but then you actually get to like the real the real deal and you figure out what like what they're descended from like that mm. commentary is pretty great it's so good and like
2: even just the starting of the film where you get the globe you've got the, the normal like build-in and then it starts melting yeah
0: the, the universal globe like kind of <sighs> coming in and you see just all the land start to submerge like, it was a, it was a it's cool the same action. thing that I got from the Braille for Daredevil. Like, it's just that little touch
2: that, like, tells you that these people thought about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it,
2: it shows you that kind of care. And that means a lot to me. Um, but, like, you get critiques where it's like, uh, like, my the critique I feel the strongest for, and I agree with, is there's too many action scenes, not enough exploration of the world. Mm-hmm. Which is where I go into the, we tried to cramp, like, where you said, you tried to cramp so much into this one film. It's like, Take the time, if you're going to put this forth, Mad Max had two films.
1: Three, like, four.
2: Say, hey, yeah, there's more than that, but I mean, like, two major ones. Like, I think two that were at the, the... At the, that
1: point. The, at that point, yes.
2: Yeah. Like, yes. We're talking about it at that time in the world. It's like, yeah. they got two <laughs> films. Allow us two films to build this. Like, let us do... Th- you're willing to give us this budget allow us to do this like there's so much there that could have been mined
1: let let me ask you this because i was thinking about because the the mad max comparisons are are obvious right Mm -hmm. so i was like okay well how do they do the mad max version the mad max films versus this and in in the mad max universe uh specifically road warrior and thunderdome and fury road they pick they don't go into a lot of world building. They pick a story and let you experience the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, Fury Road, just because it's the most recent one. It's, it's literally, uh, we need to get this tanker from point A to point B and whatever world you experience during that journey you experience. Um, whereas when you, in water world, there are points where I'm like, oh, this is exposition that could have been told in a different way. Would you have preferred them to build a longer film so that you could experience the world building and the action? Or would you prefer them to take more of a Mad Max route where it's like you're experiencing this uh, typical story build and whatever world you experience during that, cool, cool, cool.
2: I love that question. Uh, For what I think would be better for them would Mm -hmm. be the Fury Road option. Mm -hmm. If they could have found, if they could have just chosen one route and went with it, they would have been better. Like, if they were like, you know what, let's not bother with actual world building. Let them experience it through the action. Don't spend time trying to explain it to them. Let them infer it as they go. Yeah. That would have been tight. For me, I love the concept of give me two films. Give me at least two. Two loud length films. Yes. Yes. Why not, man? <laughs> Why not? You have $200 million. $200 million. Can't tell me that you can't give me two fucking films Where
1: with Where did that money go?
2: Uh, the set. Uh, everything Kevin Costner that's needed, that's which was apparently a ridiculous boat to get him to and from the set. Yeah, uh, His own pay. Uh, all of the people they had to have do the stunts. Because there were yeah, so many people. Plus, the set did sink at one point. You heard about that, okay. right? Okay. They yeah. did have to refloat that set. Uh, the set was crazy, but also, how beautiful was the set, though?
0: It was pretty like, good set. It was an awesome set. How magical yeah, was it? The... If only they well, could are we put bathrooms about the atoll? on that shit.
1: <laughs> are, we, are we talking about the atoll or the, um, cruiser? Both? Or the, the ship?
0: Both of them? Honestly, both, yeah. Like, the atoll yeah. was, like, a big, impressive, mm-hmm. like... Uh,
1: well, I cities. meant which one sunk.
0: Oh, it was the Oh, atoll. the atoll. The Atoll okay. Sunk, yeah. The Atoll Sunk. Wild Shit. and sad. <laughs> yeah. You're
2: like, oh. Like, when I heard about it, I was like, so what did you do? And they're like, oh, they spent a lot of money to make it come back up. I was like,
1: yeah, I guess. That makes how
2: sense. do you do that? <laughs> we can't get the Titanic out of the they, fucking no, ocean. How did James you do Cameron. that? <laughs> yeah. hire
0: James Cameron to do it. <laughs> it's a practice run for Titanic.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's, the, the, like, I am there for that kind of world. Like, I'm, I'm not bothered by the fact that they're saying, oh, it's Mad Max on water.
1: You're like, cool. No, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, it's like my awesome, actually.
2: Why, why would I, Mad Max in space? Mad Max at the <laughs> chocolate factory.
1: Mad Max, mm. give it to me. <laughs> Guzzoline, indeed. Yeah, like, uh, no. My I, biggest problem with the film, besides the yeah. third act in, in structure, is, and I know they wouldn't have been able to make it otherwise, but Kevin Costner is miscast.
2: Oh, 100%. 100 like um, i yeah, go ahead go ahead, please finish
1: just his range doesn't fit like i cannot buy him as the edgy um kind of loner dude uh that you have his ego and you have his pay if you'd gotten a younger actor i mean again they wouldn't been able to market it if they'd not gone with him exactly for the for the sake of of making a good film there are so many other people that they could have gone with. But that's the thing.
2: Like, you had Kevin Costner, and I'm willing... Do I think Kevin Costner was the right one for this one? Obviously mm-hmm. not. Like, because I can't even, like, come... Like, this is the universe we live in. Kevin Costner mm-hmm. was awful, and was a detriment to the film. Do I think his acting was necessarily the worst? No. But, like, was it a positive huh. for
0: the film? No. There were mo- there were moments where it was like, okay, I enjoy like I enjoyed how he yeah. rolled with the situation, but there are other times where it's like your delivery's like really yeah. fucking stilted <laughs>
2: and And like I again I can see what he's going for. It's like that alien it's there's not it's not congruent. You can't this is a man that's lived on a fucking boat by himself for most of his life.
1: What was Russell but Kirby then you're also the like time?
2: this shouldn't even be that close. Like, you shouldn't even be able to interact this well. So, like, you're, you're giving, like, either you have to go full bore into that, or you don't. Or we could just get a better actor for this who has better nuance. Uh, but they didn't. So, like, what can you do? It's like how I feel about Daredevil, where I'm like, Colin Firth probably would have been a better Daredevil. And then give Ben Affleck to, to, to Bullseye.
0: <laughs> and give him the correct script. <laughs> Colin Firth,
1: uh, that's
0: is very different no, no. than Colin Farrell. Farrell, Farrell, damn it! <laughs> but but I liked this. No, I like this is, direction, and I want to see, oh, now. No. I want to see. Uh, I, I want to see that badly. Actually, forget, forget bringing Charlie Cox back as uh, <laughs> right. in the MCU. Give me Colin Firth. Current day <laughs> as Firth. For current Daredevil. day, Colin Firth is Daredevil. Uh, <laughs> like
1: um, uh, the person I would pick off the top of my head to replace Kevin Costner is Russell Crowe. Who at this time was doing LA Confidential. So he was in his like real gruff stage. But do you think he would be
2: even, I can, if there's one person I could imagine that would be harder to work with than (laughs) Kevin Costner, I'm going to say it's probably (laughs) Russell Crowe. At that point, and I don't know, I don't know timeline well enough. Do you think Russell Crowe's ego, where is it in size at that point?
1: Well, it's pre Gladiator. It's pre Gladiator, so it'd have been easier. Okay, so smaller easy.
2: than possible. Yeah. Then, yeah. then he might have been great.
1: You could also have gone with really any competent actor could have played that well,
2: part. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like Russell Crowe might actually be perfect for that if it's pre Gladiator, because yeah. his yeah. brain, like his ego, might not be so large that he's uh, impossible anything. to work
1: with. Yeah. Um.
2: So I like that. I like that a lot. Russell Crowe actually would have probably been. Plus, they wouldn't have spent so much time trying to hide that like Kevin Costner's hairline was receding.
1: Yeah, they didn't do a great job. Uh, they worked like real hard that, yeah. though.
2: You they could see try. it. They tried. They were trying,
1: they dude. It's it's water, like you. It's
2: but hard. every time he came out of the water, you're like, "That's weird. You're less wet than you should be."
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, weren't you just submerged? That's weird. Uh, Your
2: hair is. It's as if your hair's been drying for a while, so it looks
0: fluffier. It should be to matted to your skull. <laughs> Do your gills double as an air dryer? Like, I don't racist.
2: know that I'm fully being honest when I'm like, I think this is a film than, that is better than it's been received. Um, I have a, I think I have a unique perspective from like my own personal preferences that is making me, like, go, oh, this could be, there's a, there's, there's promise. I see a lot of potential there. Potential.
1: I, I, I think the yes. initial response was unfair, but over mm-hmm. time, it's, I mean, look at it, it's score's not bad, I mean, it's not great, but, like, for what it is, I think the score is about right.
2: It's an average 90s action flick. Um and I I do think that like from when I started at the very beginning speaking about the um people hearing from publications like oh we found out that there's a lot of fights between the lead actor and the director mm-hmm. and oh they spent 100 million dollars more than they expected to Yeah like everyone went into it looking to tear it down because the the negativity yeah. going towards it was already there so the critics didn't want to Risk themselves by giving it anything, and the audiences were already primed to see it in a negative light. They they watched it though because they it made money. Yeah, like it just it, it, theatrically. It was not a
1: bomb. It, it quote unquote was a bomb, but financially it was not a bomb.
2: Honestly, theatrically, it yeah. theatrically it made back its money. It did. Yeah, but it, it, it we ended
0: up making back that money and then some.
2: But even outside of theatrical, on DVD sales, everything else. It made a lot of money. There's a reason one, why it's still. Yeah, go
1: ahead. I can say one thing for a fact. For a mm-hmm. fact, of the three movies I watched for this episode, it's the one I like the most. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's fair. fair. All right,
1: so uh, to to wrap things up, um, Joe, do you do you feel like your mind has been changed on Waterworld? Where where did you land?
0: Um, so I think I mentioned like I I, I ended up. I ended up not disliking this as much as I thought that I was going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I definitely enjoyed parts of it. And, you know, it, but you know, like I said, like the third act gets kind of haywire. Um, but I really like uh, Mike, I really like your read on the character driven aspects mm-hmm. of it. I think that really, that really kind of reframes a couple of moments for me. And I think really kind of, you know, ups my estimation of it a bit.
1: Awesome. Um, Jack? He still hates it. I he feel about the, the same as I did. I, I, I never hated That's it. That's fair. Uh, I I hate that it opens on the pee drinking scene. <laughs> I really want that to be like...
2: It makes no sense.
1: Five to ten minutes further into the movie. it's a Why weird spend all of on.
2: your effort refining pee when you could just desalinate the water? Like... In my uh,
0: understanding, that's a more difficult process. It's, it's, the, flavor. it's the flavor. But I'm
2: surprised that people would I be like, like this taste. is enough for me to do this, but I'm not willing to do this, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the first act, great. love. It. It's very Ma- Mad Max feel, world-building, mm-hmm. weird characters, cool, cool, cool. Uh, second act, kind of rapey, kind of... But it's so 90s. Isn't it, is, it so it is, 90s? Yeah, no, it is 90s. It is, yeah. It can
2: tell, you can feel... The concept of each of I the three think,
1: movies we picked is of its time.
2: Oh yeah. yes, I um, mean I would argue that they're all one hundred percent of their time.
1: Yeah, the Jim oh, Carrey,
2: yeah. like everything in that, there's there's definitely some very non y stuff going on there too. Yeah, 100%. again, Daredevil, he refused any bit of her consent.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean the,
1: the the way it's written, the way it's filmed, the way it's cut. oh yeah. Uh the lack of consent.
2: Well, yeah, you're seeing a white guy's idea of what would happen in the apocalypse, which would be yeah. well
1: obviously
2: we'll go back to where women are just currency.
1: Right. Yeah. Um and then the third act is just bonkers. Not saying I didn't like parts of the third act, but Same. it's pretty Same. bonkers.
0: Remember when he bungee jumped down and I he had just the perfect amount? That. The the Okay, the entire sequence where Enola is like telling off this guy Ugh. by like by saying all this badass stuff about yeah. about the mariner they did the, about, the and, and he just Liam
1: Neeson monologue
0: but yeah the... so he, 90s he, he just batmans his way into the into the fucking d's so 90s like, <laughs> it's it's like what, like what you you expect me you expect me to believe that this, like, this kid has this level of like Ascertainment of his ability right. and like lack of and lack of compassion, and also that he's suddenly Batman enough to just fight his way through it, it every really one of these shot. jokers. I will argue that she's like eight years old. Yeah.
2: She could totally see him that way.
1: But who writes okay. her dialogue for her?
2: Her dialogue, not well written, <laughs> but I could see a child seeing him that way.
0: Yes. That I can, I can see, see. see
2: her now him fighting his whole way through their underdecks. I go, "Wow." Yeah. <laughs> How is he not taking control of anything?
1: <laughs> um so where I land on it is it's I would watch Mad Max before this. Yeah. But if those movies were all out of the rental store and this was like the fourth DVD down, I would pick uh-huh. it up. I would yeah. also. I am also interested in watching the longer the the Ulysses cut. I, yes. I'm, in, I'm intrigued um, by that too. But I'm not paying for it. Supposedly,
2: uh, there's also a sequel that might actually up. happen. There's. Wait, I have no desire for a sequel. There is conversation. Apparently, there's a couple people that are like, it's not going to be <laughs> Kevin Costner, obviously involved, but like as of like 2021, there are some people that are like, we have some people that are interested in actually Ooh. making this happen.
0: That's bonkers.
2: I want it. Give it to me. If, if Tremors can have Reddit. a 48 extra movie, <laughs> I want it. Okay?
1: If it's a sci-fi original and I don't have to pay for it, I'll watch it.
2: Here <laughs> we go. Beautiful.
1: Wonderful. How do we wrap this up? Uh... Tears? <laughs>
0: This has been fun. There's no tears. This has been fun. Um, how do we wrap this up? Uh, do we talk about don't, hamburgers again?
1: Don't feel bad about the kind of hamburger you enjoy. Yeah. You enjoy that hamburger. Life is hard enough without having somebody make you feel bad about the burger you want to eat.
0: Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah, that's an interesting, an interesting note to go out on because I think you and I had talked about this a little bit before when we were coming up with this idea Mm -hmm. uh because for a very long time like the idea of the guilty pleasure was something that i just like found ridiculous like i Mm -hmm. didn't like my view of my view on it for like for years and years and years was like no if you're gonna try to make me feel guilty about liking a thing fuck you like let me let people like things um though i think more the point of of a guilty pleasure like what i've evolved into you know or what i've come to think of them as is more something like that you can recognize is maybe lacking in, in some artistic merit or something, but something that you still get some level of enjoyment from. Yeah, that's the way I see it.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like, you can understand that there are flaws. It's something I've tried to myself come to understanding with like friends. You can understand that your friends have flaws. They can have flaws and you don't need to necessarily like you don't have to ignore them to still be friends with them. Like obviously there are some flaws that are unacceptable, but you can understand that your favorite film isn't perfect. But if it if it brings you fucking pleasure and it's not hurting someone, that's okay.
1: The the way I so like Aaron watches a lot of Aaron, friend of the podcast, uh, (laughs) watches a lot of films that I don't care for myself. But like what I always tell him is life sucks, and if you can enjoy something for two hours. Who am I to say you're an asshole for it?
0: Yeah, The thing, like the thing you're watching, is not hurting anybody.
1: No, and if it is,
0: well, it could. It yeah, could. don't. D- I mean, it can. It can.
2: So long as your shit is like not actively hateful, then who Wait, fucking cares? If it's a Jack Black film that doesn't hurt anybody and it's yeah. funny to you, it's enjoy the fuck Batman
1: out of it. versus Superman. Fine, watch it.
2: Yeah, take your pleasure out it. Of-
1: don't make me watch it. Yeah, but don't force anyone to watch it.
2: Do we Unless need it's four Jack
1: Snyder cut. No,
2: grab Jack, force him to watch it. Take pleasure in his pain.
1: I'm so tired. <laughs> can, we, can
0: we end this, please? Yes. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, Mike, thank you for, uh, for thank you for joining us and uh, and and uh, having some great talks about some it was, uh, some ridiculous films. It was my pleasure. Uh, do you have anything that you want to share social wise, internet wise, <laughs> stuff you're working on wise?
2: No, I am boring as hell. I wish there was something I was working on, but I am like absolute hermit at this point. Uh, totally fair someday, maybe, but uh, I'm excited to be a part of this. This was fun. Uh, love you guys.
1: Right. You can find me, uh, on Instagram, all the socials at dollboy underscore Jack. Um, we promise next episode we'll be back to our usual fuckery. Uh, spoilers, we're doing cats. Yeah, we
0: are. We, yeah, cat, we are. We, jack Jack has something in store. He has told me he has actually found a way to fix this movie. He found a way to do he it. He found a way to do it. I don't understand how that's possible. It's Taylor Swift playing every role, right? I, I, I cut her, actually. <laughs> Um, Oh, so she's oh, um, you can find me on Instagram at JM Nealis. Uh, some I sometimes i post art stuff there, uh, not in quite a while, but who knows. Uh, so, uh, thank you all for listening, for checking us out here again. Um, so, uh, so uh, real quick, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening and subscribing, uh, and rating and reviewing all of us. Uh, you, we've, we've gotten some really great reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, please continue doing that. Please write more reviews so we get picked up um, in more search results and get rated higher in the ranks higher in those results. Um, and uh, we also just recently hit 500 overall plays, which is awesome. We're <laughs> very proud of that. Brilliant. We can- <laughs> Thank you all so much for uh, for wasting your time you listening duped. to us talk about these stupid fucking movies. Um, so come back and check us out uh, every every other Tuesday here. Uh, and be sure to check back with us here again where where we will be sure to razzle dazzle you to razzle dazzle you maybe there we go Cut. yeah yeah
2: <laughs> hell yeah